It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. I'm Rob Murphy. This is William Davis. Kind of different start to this week's show. We're in the Greyhound stand in our Galway Bay FM perch. You're on cold commentary. I'm on commentary. We just saw that we take the listeners into the box before the game. Yeah, we're up at our Erie here, uh, having a good look down. Two teams going through fairly serious warm-ups, I'd have to say. And uh, Treviso are a big side. They are huge. And I have to say, it's just... I was saying, I turned to you there and I said, it's not just me, is it? That's as big a side as we've seen in the sports ground all year. And you confirmed. Yeah, some of the South African lads when they were here were pretty pretty, pretty similar size. But uh, Treviso, look at Italy. Italy are a big side. And uh, there's a lot of Italian internationals missing tonight. But you get the feeling that that's the way they set up to play. Uh, and look, they're a good side. They've won 10 games this season. They come here. I don't think they have anything to fear because of the run they're on. But it's a huge game for Connacht tonight. This is a must-win game. They've said it's must-win. It is must-win. We're in the commentary position, looking down on the pitch. You get a great view. We're kind of in line with about 15 metres inside the half of the field that's closer to Lakatolia. We set ourselves up. We've got a mixing desk. We've got a ref link plugged in. New feature we got into the uh, commentaries this year for Galway Bay FM. Took a lot of work. It's made a huge difference, hasn't it? Yeah, it's the third voice in the commentary, really. Um, rugby's a very technical game. There's a lot of times you're working on intuition as to what the referee is actually awarding. So when you can hear him talking to the players or hear the players interacting with him, you can learn a little bit about how they're coming at it. And referees do tend to explain. All referees are slightly different is the thing you learn. Someone to coach, someone to just make decisions, someone to have a chat, some aren't interested. So it's it's they're all different personalities and you know John Muldoon was a very experienced captain he's used to dealing with all these so Jared Butler and whoever else is captain Connacht this season have had to learn on the hoof a little bit because uh, they're all slightly different just different in their approach and their interpretations and as long as they explain the interpretation early in the game and stick to it then players should be happy have to say you know big advantage Scottish referee tonight will be speaking in English you don't know some of these Italian lads mightn't have it's quite a good understanding they probably have the basics but it's a problem all the time it's something maybe these referees want to look at that they could learn a little bit of Italian or particularly French mm. uh, in the internationals I'm not talking about being fluent but just on certain decisions uh, maybe something that should be pushed a little bit harder yeah I think the uh, the website in Treviso are, are sorry I think the Pro 14 website does a good job of that you when you log on and you click there's an option for Italian but even when you click, click on Benetton there's an option there and it's it's Italian straight away um, and then you have to go to the option for English so little things like that set a tone about how the Pro 14 respect their Italian uh, partners and, and yeah I think so I think you can come right through to the referee whistle just a bit more about where we are we've been in this perch for years the great Ralph O'Gorman when he used to accommodate commentator from up here I think it was mainly first and foremost because this was the only stand here back in those days and it was a Greyhound uh, section where the Greyhound commentaries would have been done as well so there was an ISDN line here but uh, we've held our perch because we just like it it's, it's unusual you're kind of more on top of the field you get a really good look at the angles and uh, when the floodlights are on they're as good as any floodlights anywhere yeah look it's we haven't played enough Friday night games this season. Yeah, true. Friday night lights does make a difference here. The ground looks different. The fans are slightly different to a Saturday afternoon. Different atmosphere. I hope next season we do see some some more Friday night games. They, it's, it was traditional. Television interferes. They get to make their choices. Uh, and that's fair enough. But 
this place tonight should be rocking. I hope there's a big crowd in there. People are filling in. It's probably not going to be absolutely packed, but uh, this is a this is such a vital game. I'm not sure that people have quite grasped it yet, because and it's a vital game for Benetton. They've come here at this time of the season before with very little to play for. They've got a lot to play for. They are desperate to get into a playoff because Italian rugby, their international side, has major issues. They just can't win a game. So these guys are flying the flag for Italian rugby and they will go they will fight really hard this evening alright well we're at 7.24 as we talk to you we're going live in 6 minutes so we're going to wrap up this section of the podcast this week's podcast we'll hear from Alan a little bit later we'll hear the post game voices and maybe a few other voices along the way but it's going to include snippets of our commentary as well so you can enjoy that and hear it in action and then uh, we'll talk to you after we might have a chat to you as we walk across the pitch at full time Connector just outside their own 22 with a minute and 15 seconds to go and Jack Cardi tries to chip over the top. Cardi collects it himself. If he gets the offload, Marmion is away. He has an opportunity. Suone can bring back Marmion tries to take him on on the outside and he's taken down. Oh, he could have been in there. He's bought enough time though to secure the ball. Connect have the ball at the breakdown. Treviso trying to slow it down. Attacking on the short side go Connector tackled but they're in the 22. Last minute of the game searching for the bonus point try. Treviso a mile offside. Connector carrying towards the line five metres from the line no offside penalty coming Connick's way anyways they can play it on Cardi scoops it out what a start to the movie it, he had made here's Peter Robb he's trying to scamper for the line he's held up just a metre short a pick and go could do it Marmion gets it out to Carty Carty's in Connick's of the bonus point with 30 seconds to go that is incredible stuff well Jack Carty's living the dream at the moment I mean that chip ahead was absolutely outrageous but he just took it and went and he had Kieran Marmion on his shoulder that's what you get a confident player a player who's moved up a level playing at a different level and that has put the smile on everybody's face here because it means that Connacht are going to be level on points with Cardiff they've got the job done it's going to be 52 points each it's still on and that's what you wanted coming out of this game when you saw that score at half time in Cardiff they needed this you just know over in Cardiff the fans are just absolute hearts sinking when they hear that Connacht have got a bonus point win from a 14 all position they would have been thinking happy days we're going to be well in control of third spot but this battle will continue into the final three rounds two rounds time now Connacht go to Parma to take on Zebra what a big game that will be and that's a week after the huge one next Friday night against Sale well, it's that time of the season, isn't it? It's just, uh, it's cup final type rugby games one after the other. But Jack Carty tonight has come on and made such a difference here. Here's Jack Carty with the conversion. It's academic, really. Not to this man, though. Boy, is he on form. And Connacht have very much wrapped this one up. 29 points to 14. William, what a win. Absolutely. And they had to get that. They were in real trouble at the hour mark. 14 each. They stood up. The bench was immense for them. taking my headphones off we had to hand back pretty quickly there wow that was incredible yeah that's uh, the sort of performance that you need right at the end to get the job done uh, because Connacht were in trouble here they they had a good chance uh, t- to get another try and then it got back to 14 each and Jack Hardy came on the first thing he did was kick a very long range penalty to ease the pressure a bit and then Matt Healy, fine try, and then Jack Carty. I know because 
giving these guys a bonus point wouldn't have mattered so Connacht could play with a little bit of freedom an outrageous chip picked it up Kieran Marmion's on his shoulder which is just what you want when you're the out half down the field and they didn't panic they never looked like they were under any pressure there they just took their time moved it across and Carty scores the try then he boots the conversion over as well the confidence that he's playing with he is somebody who has gained so much by going into the Ireland setup. Uh, he looks now like a player who believes he belongs at that level and he's come down here and he's imposed himself when he came on and that's what you look for from your bench yeah it has to be said it's just incredible to watch he has all the ability he just needed to be infused with that extra dollop of confidence and look what we see but like bigger picture I said it in the commentary can't help but say it because we know what Cardiff fans are like on Twitter sometimes they were sickened when Connacht had the easy win over the Ospreys they were most certainly sickened when Connacht uh, had a pretty good home win at Christmas against Munster because they felt the Irish province don't play very well against us but bigger picture it's a huge battle and they would have thought after dominating the Scarlets and after looking at 14 all that they were going to get an edge on Connacht tonight it's going to be neck and neck until those two sides meet well you would think so they've got a big question to ask when they, be asked of them when they go to Cork in two weeks time although they are playing on an artificial surface which they're used to but uh, that's all you can do you have to stay competitive at this time of the season mm. you cannot give anything away you can forget errors that you've made earlier in the season where you've left points behind you and Connacht have done that plenty of times but now tonight you've made a statement line in the sand you've got five points we've got five points so bring it on alright we're going to walk across the pitch uh, Danny's going to clean up the gear any stats for us before we go uh, just one thing in the first half uh, Benetton did dominate us in the first 20 minutes and they ended up with 60% territory in the first half and in the second half Connacht ended up with 76% I think that's from Jack coming on and just pinning Treviso back not letting them get out of their their half and just piling on the pressure and of course he's in so much confidence he was able to do that little chip and score, end up scoring the try the voice of Danny Deegan we started the podcast uh, just telling you how we set up and then what happens now is you have to tidy it all up well we run away yeah that's the, the job of the runner you know the, the young book of this uh, this podcast not that young Danny <laughs> getting older I'm he's younger than all of you <laughs> <laughs> by quite some distance yeah. Yeah. Jared Butler's on the screen there do you know while we're, while we're packing our bags and let's do a bit of talking with him as we go across. Jared Butler, like you said it, I think that was one of his all-time best performances. Now, I do get that you're going to have, you can name 10 other games where he's done that, but that was pretty much him at 100% today. Yeah, particularly in that little zone when it got really messy. Connacht's heads dropped a bit, their concentration. He made a couple of crucial tackles. Benetton started throwing the ball around a little bit. Um, they they kept making little errors, but again, a bit like the game, I know the Ospreys game, totally different type of result, but the problems the Ospreys had were caused by Connacht pressure. Connacht put pressure on. He drove them forward, and when the pressure came, the errors came. Little in, indecision, pass missed, couple of knock-ons. Games like this turn on that, and you have to make those opportunities, and when you get the opportunity, you've got to take it. We're getting the signal. We've got to go across it. We'll have to run. Let's go from us to the voice of let's start with Andy Friend because we know we'll be talking to him and whoever else we're talking to Andy Friend that was one of the best moments at the sports ground this season it was a fantastic finish and people have gone home really happy so first of all maybe just the magnitude of that four try probably not lost on any of you no I, d- I don't think it is like you know we, we came here tonight wanting the win um, it looked like with about a minute to go we had the win which was good uh, we had two scores on them so to get that 
bonus point at the end uh, was just the icing on the cake for us and fair play to Jack Carty, the, the bravery to take that kick and, and he got the bounce and Kieran down the left edge um, did well to hold on to it and then we managed to get the ball wide for Jacko again so it, it was a great moment. 14 all in 60 minutes, pause it there for a second and try and tell me where your mindset is on, on how the performance has gone. Uh, yeah, at that stage, I, I was still happy with them. Um, you know, I just talked there before about we, we probably just lacked a little bit of direction, and you know, we, we've we've been battling through without genuine tens. I think Kyle Godwin's done an amazing job. I really do. He was our man of the match against the Ospreys, but um, you know, against a quality side like that, uh, it's unfair to ask a man to, to lead you and put you in the right areas of the field because um, it's not his second nature. He's you know he's more. A, a playmaker in the middle of the park who's going to damage. Uh, so at that stage it was, OK, Kyle, you've done a great job here for us. We're at 14 all, 60, 20 minutes to go. Righto, Jack, we need you. Righto, Kieran, we need you. And I thought Kalen was fantastic too. Um, so I, I felt very comfortable at that stage, I really did. And knowing that you've got the quality of those two men coming on as well as the other reserves, um, it's a nice position to be in. You had a lot of ball in the first half. Tiernan Halloran had to go off. But it just seemed for a little while that we were seeing the Tiernan O'Halloran maybe of last season with that extra... You know, he's put in good performance this year at times, but it's the confidence as well was back in his game. So he was a loss, wasn't it? Oh, he... he I, I just thought, you know, the, the touches that he showed there tonight were, were outstanding. It's mm. just, you know, he's got a, an energy about him and a, and a speed and a step and a, a zip about him at the moment that um, I haven't seen this year. We've seen it, you know, we've just seen... Uh, him around the, the training ground the last three or four weeks and there's it's a different ten and you know, it's a credit to that man because you know, he, he's had to work hard to get himself into that position and, and he's been he's been dealing with a few things but he's back and uh, it's pretty damn exciting from my side to see a bloke like that as dangerous as he is. I have to say as well the Irish call ups you know all the positivity. I know people have seen that from Jack Hardy. Connick fans know he can do that. You don't want to overemphasize the, the extra bit of confidence he has because he's had that all year. But Alton Delan as well, Marmion coming in there, Blades for him. The whole group seems to have got a boost. Yeah, I, I thought Alton was immense again. Um, he just keeps carrying, keeps making yards, makes his tackles. Kalen, as you said, was fantastic. You know, that, that early try just and his, and his speed around the ruck there uh, makes that impact. Tommy Farrell did well again. Um, Jack Cardi, yeah. Listen, we, we've you know we've still got Quinru and and Bundyaki to come back, so uh, we're in a healthy spot. Uh, we've got a lot of other players putting up their hands at the moment, so um, that's where you want to be at the business end of the season with with quality players wanting to be selected. I took a glance across to the subs bench when that try went in, and it just felt like a moment, like a moment that could spark more. Seven days' time is an enormous moment for this uh, province, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. You know, there was another big moment two nights ago with uh, with our Eagles team knocking off Ulster over in Boston. You know, that's a great performance. You know, with a very similar team got got their backsides handed to them out here about um, four months ago. So to go over there. Um, Joe Maximu was our skipper over there in Boston. Uh, from all reports, did an amazing job both on and off the f- football field. A lot of young academy players coming through. Some some pros in there: Johnny Murphy and um, Robin Copeland and James Mitchell and uh, James Conley. But a lot of young kids coming through there, uh, and that's a real buzz for us. And you know, we all got a buzz back here with that. So there's real positivity around the group there at the moment. Good to be winning at this stage of the season and. Uh, 
yeah, looking forward to the next game. We'll hear you all week on sale. We'll hear the, we'll preview that closer too. So I just want to finish on Jack Hardy. He's broken the record as the all-time top Connex point scorer. I think Connor people are extremely proud of what he's done in Six Nations. And then to see that this evening, it was just crowning glory in a great couple of months, isn't it? Yeah, he's been brilliant. You know, what a year for Jack. Um, the rise and rise of Jack Cardi. But he's... Uh, you know, everything I, I've seen with the man, he's he's got he's got skill to burn. Um, now he's got belief, and if you've got a skill set like he's got, and now you believe you're good, you get what you're getting at the moment. Uh, it's pretty exciting to have him in a Connacht jersey. Game on the playoff race. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely game on. You know, f- for um, for the Pro 14, we keep winning. We we stay in control. So that's that's our target there. Jack Carty, uh, first of all, from a team point of view, massive five points. Uh, Cardiff, obviously, you've heard, have done the same business tonight, so it's a real battle for third place. You had to keep pace. Uh, yeah, went down to the wire really at the end there. Um, game was in the balance um, in the first half and second half, and I think uh, a lot of the groundwork was laid down um, early in the first half. We kept them out. I think the, play, the ball was in play for maybe eight, nine minutes at one stage, and credit to us, we, we kept them out. Um, they're probably the most physical team we've we've played this year. Like they've um, some big men in the pack, and just to, the performance we gave to to um, meet them physically was really really uh, pleasing. I know you weren't on the field at that stage, but we got the feeling when they withstood a lot of pressure from Connacht early in the second half and then scored. It was the sign of a team that have gone eight games without losing before tonight. They really really showed that, and obviously you felt that. Um, yeah, you can you can really see this clarity in what they're doing, especially. Um, from their exits, you know they they played um, a lot of heads up rugby, and then defensively, obviously they filled the field and they left two deep line sweepers, which causes problems at times. When we tried to exit, um, it was kind of we ended up either kicking the ball directly down their throat, and then obviously with the danger men they have in the backfield, like um, Monteleone, it was quite difficult for us. But um, yeah, just delighted that we ended up grinding and getting a bonus point from the sideline and then onto the pitch. What did you see that allowed you to turn the game and, and your teammates as well? Um, suppose the first thing I saw was maybe the nine their nine was defending the line um, and I thought there might have been chip space uh, at some stage um, luckily there was at the end um, and then obviously what I said about the deep line sleepers so it was, it was you kind of had to maybe go through them a bit um, they didn't really give us space on the edge so it was we had to play a bit of an attritional game which look we're we're happy to do um, sometimes you just have to roll up sleeves and get play do, do dirty so um, we did that and we wore them down especially in the first half I think that laid the platform as I said for the second half um, and it was just a real good team effort How much do you feel you've gained from the Irish uh, setup? It's very obvious out there to people watching that you're a player playing on high confidence you've been there before of course but that was a huge impact you yourself personally made on that game um, yeah, look, I had a great couple of weeks. Um, I would have said that maybe I'd, I've kind of been like that maybe most of the year, and it was just tonight it was a case where I'd been in the Six Nations squad and then came off from the bench. So um, I'm just lucky to have really good players around me, make my job easy, and then, um, yeah, I'm just really, really enjoying my rugby at the moment, and it's um, really enjoyable to be playing. They're underdogs next week. It's Sale, they're at home, they have a lot of stars. It's a good way to go into it, though, isn't it? Uh, yeah, um, look, quarterfinals, I suppose, with the one last year against Gloucester, which we probably didn't show up for. Um, other years, we, um, trying to think the year previous, I think we went down to the wire in Toulouse. So we've been there before, but I think if we could take a step further next or next week, it would be huge for us. And the running we have, I think, the, the look we're looking to get silverware. And um, yeah, it's going to be obviously a massive, massive test. But I think tonight was a really good primer for us in terms of how physical Treviso were.
We would like to thank the Connacht Rugby Supporters Club, the Connacht Clan, for supporting the podcast. For the most detailed and informative travel news for away matches, check out connachtclan.com. Membership is only €10 and includes a member's gift, exclusive merchandise and much more. Go to connachtclan.com and follow Connacht Clan on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook for all your supporting needs. All right, the voice of Jack Carty there, of course. What a hero he was, Andy Friend before that. William, we've made it to the terrace now. We have a big crew of people. Before we hear from them, will we listen to uh, Kieran Crowley? Yeah, he was uh, a little bit surprised, I think, by just the way that turned at the end on them. Kieran at 14 each there. That looked like a game that Benetton were about to break open, but uh, Connacht just tightened it up and got the job done. Yeah, I mean, we um, you know we got ourselves back into it, scored a couple of really good tries and at 14 each, and then you know they kicked the penalty went to 17-14 and you know we were, a couple of bounces didn't go our way etc and you know uh, Connick certainly made made us pay for you know a couple of opportunities they had and you know they scored those couple of tries in the last 10 minutes which you know makes the score blow out but you know I thought our guys really um, you know we leaked too many line breaks in that first half and you know we were scrambling a lot and I think uh, towards the end of the game uh, that sort of thing uh, you know counter a little bit um, and you know Connick finished uh, stronger than us A little bit of puzzlement over here and I'm just asking this about the fact that you didn't get maybe all your Italian players back I know they had two very you know they've had hard games in the Six Nations but is that a decision made by Italy or did you decide to go with the players who've been getting the job done for you because you haven't been beaten in 2019 uh, No that was a decision of mine um, I, you know um, I looked at uh, Looked at some of those players. I've had a massive workload, you know, not just from a physical perspective, but also a mental perspective. And you know, these guys have been doing the job, and you know, and, and most of them stood up again tonight. So, you know, it's just uh, in these in these games, you know, there's only small margins and uh, a couple of small margins tonight. But uh, you yeah, know, that was a decision that I, I made, and you know, hopefully those guys have come back refreshed now, and we can integrate them in next week, and then we'll make some decisions around our next game. Yeah, you're still in a very good position in, in, in the conference and it's, it's been a really good season for Benetton. You've sort of come under the radar a little bit, although we've been well aware that you've been winning games. But you have to see this out now. You really want to get into a playoff scenario. Oh, yeah, it is. You, you do, you know. Uh, but, you know, when we sat down at the beginning of the season, you know, we decided, you know, it's one game at a time. And, and uh, we get a week off now with the Challenge Cup uh, quarterfinals or Champions Cup quarterfinals. And so, you know, like I say, we'll regroup. And, and yeah, we want to really finish it, finish it off. But we can't. We can't look at that goal at the end. You know, we've got to take it game by game, and um, yeah, that's what we'll be doing. And for those who might have missed what's been going on, what's, what's been the secret for you this season? You've just—is it just the consistency? You've been getting—you've been getting the results. You've been getting good performances. I mean, probably a couple of other games you might have put away as well. I'm thinking of the game in Belfast against Ulster. Yeah, don't yeah, don't ask me about that one. Um, I think I think it's a continuation. I mean, you know, I've been it's my third season here. There's been a lot of work going on behind the scenes around the structure, around you know the um, the medical system, the SNC system. The coaches have done a lot of work, and the players have all bought into it. So there's been a lot of work going on, and I think it's now you know the consistency of the of the performance is starting to get there. You know, there's a lot of pressure going on from players now, um, you know, because they're performing, and, and you know, I think the the recruitment's been good, etc. So it's a whole a whole bunch of things, and you know, there's a lot of people working really hard, and and um, you know, that's been the uh, been the points that have made the difference, and um, you know, we just got to, like you say, uh, hopefully see this season out. 
Italian international side struggling a little bit. Do you feel you're carrying the flag for Italian rugby? Is 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 that, is that an added pressure? Oh no, I don't think so. You know, it's. Um, I think if you, uh, you know, the Italian boys, you know, they, they played reasonable in patches. It's just getting that consistency. You know, you look at us tonight there, you know, we had opportunities in that first 10 minutes. We just didn't take them. Um, uh, you, you've got to learn to take those. Um, so, but, you know, we're, we're carrying a flag for our club and, and carrying a flag for, you know, our players and, uh, you know, all the people that's working hard behind the scenes and our supporters. So, you know, but we've given our supporters something to cheer about this year, which is great. And, you know, um, Hopefully we can carry it on, but you know if we don't, you know well that's still you know, still been a positive. So um, you got to learn how to get in these situations and then learn how to take advantage of them. And, and you know tonight will be another learning experience for us. Well, we'll follow it with great interest. It's uh, that part of the season now when it's uh, it's all about gaining points. But uh, that was a tough game this evening. Kieran, thanks for talking to us. No problem. Cheers. And from William speaking to Kieran Crowley. William, how about we just give you a little bit of rest until the, uh, any other business? Because between myself and myself, we've done a lot of work. I want a high tempo finish to the podcast. So, hello, Lily McKenzie, Niall Shield, and Alan Deegan. All say hello at once. Howdy. Hello. hello. Brilliant. We can get stuck into it. Wow, Jack Carty is incredible. Amazing, isn't it? It's great. Delighted for him. Headsets. What an impact. Well, it's just, you know, it's. it's Jack Hardy's always had that potential, but I mean that potential is being, you know, is he's actually really honing his potential this season, and most of it, a lot of it, has come from being given the confidence with Andy Friend. He's growing into the role, but most importantly, obviously, getting into the Ireland squad. And you know, he came on there in the second half, and he just looks like the master at work, doesn't he? And you know, took the game. With his, you know, he started the last try, he finished the last try, helped by Kieran Marmion, his fellow Ireland halfback pairing, and you know, it's it's just a delight to see him. We all knew he had it in him, but now he's delivering. Yeah, if it was a computer game, he's gone from being one of our top players, like eighty-five out of one hundred eighty-six, to now being one of those superstar ninety out of one hundred players. Not up to date with computer games, but yeah, no, no, he just looked. He's in, like the, he's in the top class international quality. He looked like he was playing against players, honest to God, who were a level below him. Uh, I think that's for me. That's why he looked. He was. He was just outrageous. Uh, immediately, but the funniest thing was every other kind of player lifted their game when he came on, mm. and special players do that. He, yeah, he lifted them. I was calling for him to come on after about twenty minutes, and all honestly, people around. You obviously him went horse while you're doing it. I, I did. I was, <laughs> come on, we need an out half now. You know, Kyle. Kyle's a very good player, but he's not an out half. We've just heard Andy Friend just articulate that very well, where he says we've asked so much of Kyle. He did. He was man of the match against the Ospreys. It is a huge ask to put a guy into that position at that stage of the game. We needed a guy to ping to the corners. I know our listeners have just heard that, but this is what you're saying. Absolutely, and I, you know me, I can't stand man of the match. And someone around said, "Well, who's getting man of the match?" Because I could see the camera shining on on, on um, Jared Butler, and I said, "It's Jack Harty," <laughs> and that was before we scored a try. <laughs> Because yeah. he just changed everything. He changed yeah. everything. Butler put in an amazing chip, though. He did, yeah, he did, yeah. I thought um, Caelan Blade actually. Um, he yeah, 85 metres made, and all that he was, he was also on his box kicking was fantastic. He's really worked on that, I'd say, over the and uh, in the Irish camp. And don't underestimate his try when you think about it, because those tries don't just happen out of nowhere. Really oh sharp. no, great awareness, great step. He's, well, what, no, he's, what I like about him this year is that the decisions he's making are far better than the decisions he used to make. He used to try and take on too much himself when he thought there was a gap. Now he actually sees the gap and he makes best use of it. Lindley, he seems to have this ability to pass from the base really quickly or else he takes those two quick steps from the base and where in the past you'd say, why are you taking steps out of it? He does it and it fixates defenders. It causes, he was causing havoc. 
Yeah, he's he's another one, isn't he? That's just blossomed this this season with regular game time. Um, you know, let's let's remember that we had there was three scrum halves here, sort of all fighting fighting for the number one, and he was really actually the third in the in the, thir- in the pecking order. He was in, in third behind when John Cooney was here. But last year, since he got all the game time, he's really really grown and blossomed, and when you have the two of them both having been in the Ireland camp and then you have don't forget Alton Delan who put in a power of work oh took such work. a battering carries, just yeah. took such a battering I think the result of all of those guys going into the Ireland camp has been a huge benefit yes a huge benefit not just for themselves but for Connacht and you know and the way that Connacht now have players to look up to, senior players within the squad. I want to just pick out three random highlights from the game. One, Tiernan O'Halloran's offload to Matt Healy on the 22 in the first half. Glorious. Two, Dara Leader took a high ball on the touchline. Myself and I would have had a good view of that. He had no right to stay in play. And then he just placed the ball in field and it kept it alive. Just a high skill set from a, in a moment. Three, one of the moments maybe people on your side, Alan, wouldn't have spotted. Jack Cardi's offload to Owen McKeown. Did you see that? I, well, oh. I saw it. Everyone else is complaining that something had happened. And I'm cheering. They're going, "What are you cheering oh, at?" Like, we're, yeah, uh, McEwen's running down the field because I'd seen the offload. Ah, there were some great moments of skill because it wasn't a brilliant all-round performance night from Connacht. They were in a lot of trouble. Oh no, there's a lot of fellas that you know uh, put in uh, not as good shifts as we're used to seeing from them. Yeah. But uh, to be honest, though, Treviso, they're a cracking outfit. They're missing how many players? Like, can we say about twelve at least? Top oh, Italian yeah. players. They're really, really well coached, really well drilled. Um, but they're uh, they're hard as nails. They really are hard as nails, and they're they're nasty to play against. I would say they put the bodies in there. <laughs> yeah, you know do. they really they live on the offside line. They rook, they're constantly you know infringing at rook. Um, they give away a load of penalties in a, in a row. That I think Jared Butler must have had a word with Mike Adamson because um, the penalty count was eight one at one stage. Connacht had given away eight penalties, and then it had shot up the next thing. I think it went to eight all nine eight. It did, yeah, yeah, yeah. It did, yeah. But uh, they're, they're a really nasty team to play against, I'd say. Uh, there'll be a lot of sore bodies there now. And you could see the belief in them too when they turned over Connacht at 14 all or 14-7, sorry. They, we've seen that, Lindley, in Connacht teams in the past when the winning run goes and all of a sudden they don't give up even though it's looking like it's going against them and they came back. Yeah, it was interesting that uh, the question I was actually had, had asked of Andy Friend because I was quite interested to find out is like, once upon a time, Actually, Benetton kind of reminded me of Connacht mm. in the sense a few years ago yeah. that you know they could they could fight for the sixty minutes and then if something happens or turns the game yeah. they kind of lose that belief in themselves yeah. and I think asking talking to Andy Friend you know how how much is this a mental thing and or or a, you know their physical development or whatever and yes Connacht have definitely hardened up you know over oh, yeah. over the over the last over the this particularly this season and. They, they're not prepared just to lie down and say, well, you know, the heads go down. or what, And we have seen that happen on, on occasions when their heads have gone down. But for some reason today, they, they, they were fighting for their lives. I mean, this was a cup final. And, you know, and it was great to see that mental strength helped by the likes of Jack Carty and Kieran Marmy and, and a few of those players to come on to just to steer it in the right direction. Yeah, because if you look at, Treviso were struggling until they brought Benetton. We're struggling until they brought. We did Rizzi a double commentary. Don't worry. Rizzi, Rizzi, is it Ritzy? The out half. Rizzi, yeah. yeah, he came on and suddenly gave them control because, for whatever reason, McKinley is obviously carrying some sort of injury because he didn't look 
as the same sort of player that he normally is but Richie came on and for about 15-20 minutes he just dominated the game and it goes to show you can have the best pack in the world the best front five in, but if you don't have a 10 that's working the game is just you know the game goes away from you you need a 10 who can orchestrate Richie orchestrated until Carty came on Carty took over and, and Richie showed his, his lack of experience by not knowing what to do. Serious talent, though, isn't yes, it? Richie, uh, yeah. The tight yeah. yeah. They were yeah the tight is only 21. R- Rossini, yeah. They had a really good under 20 Sorry, team last year in, yeah. uh, in Italy. They it was they're a fine team. Like, you know, they probably didn't have the biggest squad, but they had a fine team. But they're doing great work over there. And um, But I think, you know, he's I think he's a fine player, yeah. Over the next few years, uh, if they mind him, you know, if he gets proper game time, everything, he'll do. That's, he's going to do really well and I know they have to play Leinster and Munster next now Leinster got beaten well beaten by Edinburgh and I can see that team beating Leinster in Leinster? yes yeah, I can because I, I, the Leinster have nothing to play for in the Pro 14 anymore fair enough um, but I think one of the problems he's going to have is, is reintegrating the, the Italian stars and keeping the, the momentum going ironically enough maybe, maybe it was well, two of their best he's, got, yeah. he's have a game next week so he's Monster got two weeks home to too. I think they needed to win tonight to make the playoffs I'm calling it I don't think they're going to make the playoffs and that's no yeah, knock on them because they've been yeah. superb uh, but I think Edinburgh and Ulster will ok guys we don't have much more time so we're going to bring in the lads Danny have you any other business? Oh brilliant you're in William has any We might break the record For any other business Because we might have five Without Dave Without Dave I know How could you break the record For any other business Oh no not in Lent Not in Lent I mean in the In numerical uh, Any other businesses Yeah we do God it's it's weird Being at home Without uh, Dave here For a podcast Uh, Just just to top it off though Connacht are now Level with Cardiff Cardiff take take on Munster away next Niall Connacht are at home Or wait to Zebra of course And that'll set things up Then for the sports ground Alan's going in on that Yeah just on that Scarlet scored a try near the end, which means that Connacht are still ahead of points different. by four points in points <laughs> difference. If they hadn't scored that. What was the final score there? 38-17, was it? Yeah, at least Scarlet showed some sort of pride in the second half. But anyways, Cardiff, great result for them. And it's going to be neck and neck until the sports ground, I'd say, uh, for that game. Although you just don't know how they'll go against Munster. That's two weeks' time. Sale next week. Join us during the week for a preview of that. Sorry, 41-17. Sorry, 41-17, fair enough. Join us during the week for a preview on that one in terms of sale. Because we're not going to spend much time, but we've got to enjoy this here. Any other business? Who's up first? I think William is ready back in the podcast. Um, yeah, a couple. Of, couple. Um, first of all, news today that uh, the professional team in Japan are going to be closed down at Sun Wolves. Um, Super Rugby seems to be eating itself. Uh, we were told the 2019 World Cup was all about spreading the game. Well, they're not spreading the game. It's not working. And the lead-on from that, for me, is uh, Southern Hemisphere really needs to get its act together because I'm fed up listening to the crap they're coming out with. They're demanding a change to our season. Uh, essentially, what's going to happen, folks, in future, our season is going to run from the 1st of October to the end of June. That's what's coming. Now, next season, it's going to be a little bit different. We're, Pro 14 haven't yet told us when the season is starting, uh, which is incorrect in my view. That should now be out, but it seems like it's going to be the 27th of September and it's going to run through the normal number of games, so you're looking at a finish sometime mid to end of June. That's a disaster for rugby in this country because in June, people go on holidays uh, and GAA is the major game in the country and they should be looking at this very carefully because media space is limited and their game is going to drop off a cliff once that starts happening when you're going up against championship hurling and football I don't think there's any need for this but it seems to be some placatory thing to keep the southern hemisphere uh, happy well it needs to be looked at again 
All right, uh, lovely minute silence before the game, rightly so. So many New Zealand people involved in our game over here. And Lindley, I'm sure you will pass on our sympathies to everyone in your country. It's been an incredible response over in New Zealand to that. And it was a nice moment before the game. Mm. It was actually, it was quite moving actually. Mm. But if anyone does want to pay their respects, they can go to City Hall because there is a book of condolences open in City Hall. There you go. If you have some time at lunch during Mm. the week and you're in the city, do that. All right, any other business? Who's up next? Danny. Uh, yeah, my one's on the uh, proposed law changes yeah. with the uh, kicking from the 22. They took mine. Well, that <laughs> out. Well, um, we call this the Deegan, any other business? Well, well I, I, I think it'd be interesting and might change the game up. I do think it, there might not be much of a need for it if the um, assistant referees just ref the offside line. You know, just guys, you saw it tonight, the amount of times Treviso were offside and all it needs is the assistant ref just to raise the flag you know penalty against and it cuts it out cuts teams getting off the line uh, super fast because you can't do it half the teams look offside you ref that harder maybe it changes it completely not any other business I agree with that mine is actually about uh, some some uh, incriminating evidence popped up on Twitter during the week of uh, our erstwhile craggy contributor uh, with some um, rather well, how would we describe it? He was not in attendance to defend himself. In fairness, there is no defence for the short he was wearing um, way back in 1994-95. I was just kind of wondering, actually, at the same time, did he start growing his tash back then and he actually hasn't trimmed it and it's just stayed going until uh, until now? So maybe Dave can answer those questions when he gets back. Uh, oh, in the car to knock. Maybe next uh, next Friday morning. He's not going to knock. He's going a different route. Oh, well, we'll have to just... Uh, we'll have to get more information for the trip. Yeah, you know how to follow people on, online. Just go to at Craggy Rugby Pod and you can follow... I think it's at Furlough, is that Dave's account? At Furlough, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scroll through there and you'll find all the incriminating evidence. Okay, that's it. Nothing else for any other business except for me to say something hugely controversial. I was at my first Irish rugby game for years and I was really proud and interested in two things one all the Connacht fans who wear their Connacht colours uh, you know just having the Connacht crest or something on it's lovely but one of the things I noticed too is Ulster fans uh, showing off their colours and we're a two nation team whether whether you believe in that or not and, and you can have whatever political views you want I think it's time to uh, say goodbye to our Ron Levine at home games honest to God I do I think we have to move on move to the future Ireland's call is our anthem it's a one island team and it's a fantastic game at that yeah, because I was at the women's game the night before the the French game, which was brilliant. I have to say, I know we didn't win, but there was some brilliant um, rugby played. But the atmosphere was like real old style Lansdowne Road old thing. It was just just cracking stuff. And yeah, I fully agree. Yeah, it's controversial. I know it's not a political statement for me. Honest to God, it's just I love the way we're a one island team, and there are so many people from the north to come down, and we should respect them. Sorry, just one other thing about the Eagles. Um, last week, uh, I've seen a lot of the stuff that's come back from the Kraken trip uh, over there in the States and uh, a lot of people grew into into young men by the sounds of things so fair play and listeners will have noticed that Andy French specifically made sure in both uh, press conferences but in our one as well there to make sure that he mentioned that because he's very proud of him that's it thanks guys on to sale but before then midweek podcast coming up loads of things planned apparently <laughs> <laughs> William's tired I did most of the commentary why are you tired you had to listen yeah, to me. His stuff was good. His stuff was good, Rob. <laughs> it was brilliant. I don't know how I would have managed without it. Loose, cut it loose. Break out, or nothing changes. Sad and confused. Don't wait until.